0: Welcome to the very first episode of With Zero Authority. I'm Corey Capel. And
1: I'm Will Conway. Why are we here?
0: Ah, it's a good question. What is this? This isn't our first attempt at whatever this is we're no, trying to No, no, it
1: is not. So I think maybe the two people that listen to this will uh, <laughs> probably remember that back in the day we had a, um, a university. Yeah, radio show. Radio show. And uh, that... That's it was fun. It was awesome. It was yeah. cool. So, so we're back at it again. Yeah,
0: and uh, we're gonna try this podcast thing.
1: Yeah, because we're we're cool. We're hip. We're Um uh, <laughs>
0: So this this is like a vehicle for self esteem boost. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Uh, right.
1: This is this is just a means by which we feed our own egos.
0: <laughs> so here we are. Sure. Um, okay.
1: So, why are you here?
0: What's the point?
1: Yeah. Why? What? What brought you
0: here? I'll put what some why? context around all this. Yeah. Sure. So why did we name it with zero authority? Sure. Yeah. What's the audience here for? Uh, all right. So for me personally, I, I have found fascinating on just an individual level, the conversations you and I have about politics. Yeah. And uh, it seemed to be that uh, some people liked listening in and uh, being a part of that. So I hope and we can continue the same thing.
1: And let's let's talk about our uh, our forum here. Why why do this?
0: Uh, so I would hope, or I hope that we entertain, mm-hmm. the people enjoy listening to the show, but then also we can provide ideally some perspective on what's going on politically that um, doesn't originate from someone who formerly served in the White House or, you know, is currently, you know, a 25-year poli-sci uh, professional, um, two regular Joes. Do you consider yourself a regular Joe?
1: As as they go. <laughs> uh.
0: Well, wait, let's, you, you totally skipped your answer on the question. Why are you here?
1: Well, I'm here because you're here, uh, <laughs> and we – well, I've always had an interest in in the domestic affairs of, yeah. uh, of at least the political structure of the United States. So at least why I think we're doing this is given the period that we're in, I guess, yeah. uh, whatever subsection of a high school history textbook that our small lives will uh, – will fall in, it'd be cool for there to be at least a documentation of what normal people thought about all this. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. that. That is beyond, like, tweets and, and Facebook posts.
0: Yep, a little more long form.
1: Yeah, so let's try to get this going uh, because <laughs> all right, I think right a podcast in. is always good when it, it has some content. So uh, our first real segment is going to be who won this week? okay and what I mean by that is who is the strongest individual or organization or, or person uh, that is not participating in within the political structure of Washington who is the strongest uh, who came out this week ahead
0: who came out ahead okay. uh,
1: of everyone else and that doesn't have to be in a positive or negative light
0: okay I mean if the organization's goal is to to take over the world. If they yeah, gained so any if, ground in that, if, they if came if out the ahead.
1: Imperial, uh, if the imperial... If the empire...
0: If the Death Star yeah. progressed ever forward to final construction. Yeah,
1: if if the house passed through budget reconciliation... Oh, God. Uh, okay. So who won this one? That's
0: That's almost worse than the Death Star. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, I would definitely say the telecom industry. The telecom industry. What do you mean by that? So, well, they, do, they make phones uh-huh. and they... <laughs> <laughs> like like dial up? Yeah, your old landline. Okay. But um, what do you,
1: what do you mean by the entirety of the industry?
0: All right, so for the longest time, telcos and ISPs, so your AT&T's of the world, Verizon, Comcast, they have not been allowed to do the same things that other companies have been allowed to do, which is basically take your data, yeah, and do with it as they please, mm-hmm. as they're allowed to by whatever end user license agreement, you know, the user signs up and agrees to. When they join the service. So a good example of a company that can do this stuff is Facebook. Yeah. Right? It's totally optional. You don't have to join Facebook. If you choose to participate in Facebook, you agree to their conditions. And one of those conditions is they're going to do with your data whatever they want.
1: So essentially when, let's say I want to make a Facebook, like a Facebook account, I'm, yeah. I won't. But uh, <laughs> so I'm essentially agreeing to be marketed to.
0: Marketed to, you're agreeing for your online behaviors to be fed into a larger pool of data that allows Facebook to sell relevant uh, conclusions drawn from that data Mm -hmm. um, to various industries for lots and lots of money. So what happened this week? So, I know that Facebook spies on everyone. But so Comcast is really pissed that they don't get to spy on everyone too. Okay. So is Verizon. Because if you think about it, they have more data than everyone else, right? Because they're right at the beginning of that pipe. They're the ones that connect you to the world. They know all the porn I watch. Yes. The porn you watch, the political sites you read. The
1: political porn I watch.
0: They're really confused by you, actually. They're like, what the hell is this, like, Breitbart, Fox News, Politico, MSNBC, reading, watching guy doing? Like, he fits into no one category.
1: Because I I look at Breitbart, like, completely ironically. But, (laughs) But the internet doesn't know that. No, not at all.
0: Uh, So their win this week was that uh, Congress – was it Congress or the House? It was the House. Okay, so this one doesn't have to go to the Senate? This will. This one will. Okay, so essentially the House said, good to go, thumbs up. We are going to vote to repeal some very specific protections that were in place that restricted companies like Comcast and Verizon Mm -hmm. from collecting and selling your data. Data is a pretty general term, and it's – maybe valuable to get more specific about that but the win is probably in a couple years billions of dollars in new revenue for these companies
1: in 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 the utilization of this data yep and okay so now private corporations know what porn i
0: watch it's way worse than that um, so especially when comcast is involved cuz right so facebook yeah it's just the data you give to facebook sure comcast verizon it's all your data, mm-hmm. anything you do on the internet, period. Now, most sites, if they use security well, like even you know, Google.com to uh, Amazon.com, they have what's called SSL, but at the end of the day, it means they're just encrypting your connection with them. So Comcast can see that you went to Amazon.com, They can't really see what Amazon.com sent back to you. Like if you viewed a particular page, they can't see that you were looking at dildos or uh, anything else that you wouldn't want them to know you're looking at. I absolutely would. But in that case, what they can do is they can look at the thing that you asked Amazon for, the Uh particular page, and then they just go visit it themselves. And then they view it. Like, oh, so this URL that has product ID 4415 in it, that's umbrellas or that's soap, right? So they can do that correlation to figure out exactly. So... Comcast, Verizon, all these companies, they can build a profile of you as an individual. And then sh- like shoot
1: that profile into, into essentially an algorithm.
0: Everything from, yeah, an algorithm that says, you know, here are the neighborhoods in Miami that you should target with advertising to sell product X, to um, political campaigns that say, here are your most likely people to turn to vote for you, or here are the ones most least likely to vote for you, so don't waste your time there. To And this is the scary part To insurers To say Someone living in this neighborhood And they could probably actually boil it down to the individual house But these individuals are Enormously riskier Insurance bets Because they're fat, they eat unhealthy Or whatever Um, You lose control of The opportunity to be the one Who chooses what information you share With people and when
1: so this has much more broad – because the way it's been framed by kind of the internet, <laughs> right. and that's honestly just because um, TV news isn't really talking about this. They're kind of caught up in in uh, sort of the day-to-day destruction of, of the Republican Party right now. <laughs> so they're not really talking about this. But right. the broad implications of this, it's far beyond – um, user X buying a guitar. Yes. Correct. Uh, and then when I'm on Google, seeing like a guitar. Right? Yep.
0: Yeah, it's way, way bigger. Or, or if
1: I buy a pair of shoes.
0: So imagine you go to the bank and you apply for a loan and they say no. Uh-huh. Because we have this profile information built up about you that says, we know you just lost your job. Or we, we know that your traditional purchasing habits have declined significantly in the last two months. You're not buying what you used to buy. And we're using that as an indicator that you've either have a debt decrease in your income or you no longer get to control your relationship with those corporations that you choose to engage in. Mm-hmm. They they have all the leverage. if they didn't have all the leverage before, they have all the leverage now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the the question then becomes what can we do about it? Yep. What should we do about it? So so it's, it's, it's not, halfway there. Yeah, it's not across it's the finish there. line yet. Um, do you think you're going to see the same amount of advocacy that you're seeing for supporting
0: the ACA? Or at least that you should? I think there will be the same response uh, that we've seen so far in a lot of these issues from from people. Uh, and they actually succeeded so far at least in seeing the travel bans overturned. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, well, that was was also
1: the success of very select groups of individuals.
0: Yeah, and the success of our uh, judicial system working the way it's supposed to work, uh, at least as far as the travel ban goes. Yeah. That was entirely driven by people, right? Yeah. But people did succeed in the town halls convincing their representatives not to vote for the ACJ. Um, But the problem with this one is there's so many hundreds of millions of lobbying dollars uh, I, I think this one goes through. I don't, I don't think Trump cares to protest. The Senate's going to be the only one with a shot. Um, is it the sixty percent majority the Senate needs for this one? This or is it will need basic a basic majority, a sixty percent. Sixty percent. But as we've read, right? Democrats did it in twenty thirteen. Uh, the Republicans can just selectively, for these individual instances, push off the ability to filibuster yeah. or
1: no. It if. If there is broad support amongst the Republican Party and the Senate, this goes through. Yeah. So, for tech heads that understand this stuff, uh, it's up to them to really make this something that normal people like myself can digest and understand. Yep. And then explain to us why this issue is as important as maintaining the presence of the ACA. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is as important as not allowing the executive branch to issue an order that bans individuals on the basis of religion. Right. Because I do believe that this is important. Absolutely. Um, but because of how complex uh, the issue is and also because of how kind of esoteric in nature it is, right, only tech people really could break this down. And,
0: yeah, And. Un- The details are definitely esoteric, but I like that the messaging so far from the front page ad or full page ads in the New York Times to what the headlines are, um, they're focusing on the right bits to get people angry, which is that Comcast shouldn't be able to sell my social security number. Yeah. So I think as far as action, obviously it's passed the House already. So if you you want to try and influence the outcome of this, you need to get on the phones. You need to go visit the offices of your senators. Um, But, you know, the people will do what they can do ultimately – they don't get the vote. They don't get the direct yeah. vote. So. so. How depressing.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's get to something <laughs> a little bit more fun, uh, which is the other side of this coin.
0: Yeah. So we talked about who won. So obviously who lost. So I'm going to kick that one to you. Oh, you're going to kick it to me. Um, Who lost?
1: <laughs> Uh, I think Sean Spicer lost the week. Spicy? Yeah, spicy. Uh, spicy man. Spicy man. I'm gonna man. keep this away from from Donald J. Trump. I'm gonna make this kind of abstract. Okay. Makes sense. The reason he lost the week, uh, and I'm gonna try my best to stay away from the whole Devin Nunez debacle. Okay. Or Nunez. Uh, I'm sure someone's uh, insulted that I mispronounced or properly pronounced and then mispronounced his name. <laughs> um. I, I just can't get it right. Uh, we
0: need our first piece of hate mail. It's okay. Keep pushing it. <laughs> no, that'd be
1: good because then at least that proves that someone was listening. <laughs> right. Sean um, Spicer lost the week because he openly admitted that he's not doing his job well.
0: How so? Like, it, I don't remember the specific. So
1: throughout the Wednesday and Thursday press conferences, it was clear that the level of preparation that he had done prior to this press conference was de minimis. Um, whoa, and you whoa, and I were, what? You, oh, I need some vocabulary. You and I were talking here. about this. Uh, de minimis,
0: teach me the word. Yeah. All right, let's get Come into on, the, let me open I up got my a public high school education my, here, and the opportunity to learn a new word. Just minimal. Minimal, okay. done
1: no prep. Okay. We'll, we'll try to keep this. No, I appreciate this with de minimis. <laughs> uh, and The issue with that is his job is not supposed to be campaign chair for Donald Trump's crusade to make America great again. Okay. It seems to
0: be. He thinks
1: that, that's, his that's job. not his job. The press secretary's job, at least my understanding as a civilian in all of this, is very, very fucking boring. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Acquiring information so that you can give that information to the press pool. What it's not supposed to be is, hey, man, things are going really good in our Make America Great Again train. Did right. you see those cool pictures of Trump in the truck with yeah. the pin? It's not <laughs> supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be really, 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 really dry stuff. There's supposed to be a mouthpiece of the executive branch and – In doing so, they're supposed to also discuss the interactions the executive branch is having with the other agencies in the federal government. Right. He's supposed to talk about issues, and he doesn't. And part of this is also on the back of the White House press corps, because they seem to only want to talk about Russia. Okay. Um. And with fairness, I mean, maybe understandably, yeah, understandably so, so, right? Because the implications so it is, of it is the biggest ticket item.
0: Sure, in, it could invalidate an entire presidency. Yeah,
1: it, it 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 most likely will. I'll be eating my words. There'll be something. <laughs> I, I I'm always wrong. Well, um,
0: may, can you for me at least dive in? What does this mean? What are the actual consequences of Spicer losing this week and the things that he did to lose this week, from being unprepared to the image he's portraying to how he's failing in the role of press secretary?
1: That's a good question, and here's the answer that I'm going to give. The The reason
0: that Spicer's inability
1: to at least project some level of decorum, yeah. preparedness, uh, even civility—I mean, he, he completely right. lacked uh, civility this week in his interaction with um, a certain member of the press pool when, when he went after them for shaking their head. How,
0: how dare she! <laughs>
1: yeah, how dare she have
0: <laughs> she have emotions? All right, so but what are the actual practical consequences of Spicer failing? Press, press secretary, this week it
1: shows that the ineptitude has seeped into the entirety of the executive branch. <laughs> it, it's not just the president. Um, we saw this with Jared Kushner kind of skipping town right. uh, during the the president's first real attempt to get some level of important legislation. I don't know, reversing right. the the landmark achievement of the Democrats for the past eight years to to try to to try to repeal that and replace it with. Whatever, whatever this was, <laughs> right? We, we, we don't have to talk about that because that's <laughs> not that's not this week. Um, but yeah, so he needs to be there, and he needs to be there at the capacity of a press secretary.
0: Right. Uh, did he fall any farther than he could? Than he's already fallen
1: this week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So after the incident where. They claimed that it was British intelligence that was spying on the president right? right, because of some Fox News thing. Jesus Christ. Um, I can't believe these are words that are coming out of my mouth.
0: Well, I love that Trump said, I'm going to have to go check check Fox News and get back to you.
1: Yeah. I'll I'll have to check that segment on (laughs) cable news. Um, You have access to whatever. Um, (laughs) After that and then apologizing, and then publicly denying that you apologized. Right. And then the interaction with um, with the press pool this week, it's just become one too many uh, dominoes in a line, and one of them is finally tipped. Right. It, it, it's, it's just too much now. And the problem with this is um, – that you can rebuild credibility within the White House. I mean, we've seen that after Nixon. That it's not the end of the world. There, there's always going to be a scar there. The office was never the same Okay. after Watergate. But it's different when the entire infrastructure of the executive branch has changed.
0: And it's garbage. The people that are in the executive branch. Not
1: just the people, but the way it operates. There are people in the State Department that report to Jared Kushner. Okay. And not to Rex Tillerson. Interesting. Circumventing Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State. I don't care who he is or what his personal sure. capacity is. His office has been
0: altered. Hmm. I hadn't heard about this. These That's kinds. Of,
1: these kinds of issues are far worse than Donald Trump tweeting at Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: So in three years and ten months, if there's a new president in office, though, there's nothing preventing that president. From restoring things to the way they were. We no, just, but it's, we're kind of in for almost four years of dysfunction.
1: But <laughs> think about what that can do. I mean, the Bush presidency was turbulent, right? Right. But it remained at least a respectable institution, Right. that administration. Uh, in some ways, not so much. But I mean, there's always going to be like a Henry Kissinger.
0: Sure, Maybe. but like you said, they, did, they respected the institutions of government, it's they, they let them function the, the way they were. Right, right.
1: And there's a fundamental lack of respect here. Yeah. And that's the problem.
0: The total disregard.
1: And that's the problem. So I think Sean Spicer lost the week. But if we have to really zoom out, the federal system, the executive branch lost the week because Sean Spicer
0: lost That's the a week. really good point that I hadn't really taken it that far because obviously the people front and center representing this administration – are the easiest ones to pay attention to and to blame and to just kind of point fingers at when they're unprofessional. And, uh, But to your point, the executive branch is more than the office of the president. Uh, it's the agencies that work with him and for him. And all of them are being impacted by this administration as well. So the the crippling of the State Department or the shifting of the agenda for the NSA or like it really is going to reach out that far. It's, it's going to
1: have an actual concrete impact on the way these federal organizations operate. Right. So, hmm. I mean, let's – I think the best way to, to phrase it is that coming next week, starting Monday, Ivanka Trump will have had an office next to her father in the White House.
0: Yeah.
1: That's absurd. I mean, that's – we haven't seen that kind of stuff since, like, I think Eisenhower – but at least then the man was qualified. His son was qualified.
0: Right. right. You know,
1: you they, they. I'm sure out there somewhere there's someone making the justification that both JFK and RFK served at the same time. But it's really, 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 really not the same.
0: All right, I want to play devil's advocate for a moment because I think there's some people in this country that are happy to hear that, and they're probably the ones that said we need a businessman in the White House. We need a uh, someone who's. Um, not a part of the establishment, we need someone who's not political, and the more non-political people he brings with him, the better. Um, practically, right, so to that group of people... No, but what does... Uh, like, what... No, 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 but there's a difference between
1: having a non-political system and establishing a banana republic.
0: I understand that. But I'm saying for those that want people of that, I don't know, background, to be well, part of the go. decision-making this, this process. This is how it's going. Yeah.
1: This, this is what it is. This is what it's like when you give the, um, the power hose to a five-year-old.
0: Yeah. So we, it's really important that I think that we track the consequences of this administration employing the, I don't know, the tactics, the strategy, the techniques that they do, and realize that this is what we voted for. Like this is what America asked for. Yeah. These are the outcomes I, I did not vote. For I will.
1: I I swear to God, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get a Hillary Clinton tattoo on my face, <laughs> if that means the people won't assume I voted for Trump.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyways, we're a little off the rails here. We're a little the off burden, track. So that's all the right. So white spicy, spicy. <laughs> spicy loses the week. Uh, Will's face may be a loser of the week as well if he puts a Hillary Clinton tattoo on his forehead. We'll yeah. see what happens. This this could be a good lose, loss of the week. For I'm with week. her, and whatever is left of my face. Um. <laughs> Telcos won the week. Our fourth segment, though, I love the title of this one: "The State of the Elliptical."
1: Yeah, the state of the elliptical, and this week, more specifically,
0: Paul Ryan's elliptical. Is there anyone else in Congress on an elliptical? Oh yeah, several <laughs> like people. I'm that? sure. Just sure, the P90X. I master. know. I know that Chuck Schumer is occasionally on the elliptical. The exercise from time to time. Um,
1: I know that uh, Harry Reid was a a uh, a real fitness buff.
0: Okay. Uh, that's,
1: that's, that's actually I'm, – I'm I'm trademarking that. Fitness buff.
0: Uh, All right. So we're jumping on Paul Ryan's a little bit. We're jumping call. on Paul Ryan. Because so we're going to talk about buddy, about the GOP.
1: the hell was that, Paul? <laughs> oh, my God. Which part God. do you want to talk about? His All idea
0: for replacement for Obamacare? Okay. Well,
1: not that because he's been saying that he's he's had this idea since he was, like, drinking – like all right. doing keggers. So, do you
0: think he actually ever had a plan before oh, yeah. two months ago? Oh, oh, this is the byproduct yes. of years of yes. planning.
1: Oh, absolutely. He's had this plan since he was nineteen years old of defederalizing all everything, uh, and this plan is a a mutated corpse of of his ideal world when it comes to this kind of stuff, and the fact that Obamacare has been in place for. Nearly three years.
0: So you're saying the version that we saw was a compromise with the realities of the ACA. So what did his <laughs> what did his pure version of the plan look like? What did he have to give up? Privatize it all. Oh, completely.
1: Oh, yeah. No, okay. like ensure that there is no hand uh, in this at all from the federal government.
0: Because we have so much great grand history of corporations. acting oh, absolutely. The benefit and best yeah. interest of the people. East India,
1: man. The East India Company, they, they, they were, they were morally superior. We, we, (laughs) 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 okay. (laughs) But yeah, no, this was, this was his, um, essentially this was repeal and piss off, like repeal and yeah, this is what we have.
0: Yeah. Really disappoint. Like Like, really fall on your fucking face. Like. What were they thinking? I mean, you had this many years planned. I think well, I've heard people describe the well. Dance. The dog finally caught its tail. The dog finally caught the car it had been chasing for eight years. They had no idea what to do next. But herder, capitalism herder. So even as a party, they didn't have a you know, coherent plan. Maybe what? Paul Ryan had Paul, a thing he would put forward. Paul Ryan but. had a
1: plan. The Freedom Caucus had a plan. It was moderate Republicans that were like, see, I, I just voted for it in. <laughs> like, I, I just... I didn't mean to. I just, <laughs> you know. But but Obama. Yeah. <laughs> like they knew that it was gonna go nowhere and they knew that there were no consequences to voting to do so. And now now it's real? Like voting for it was fake back then. Right. It was it was theater then.
0: But how how badly does this hurt the GOP that with a majority in the in, in Congress they couldn't get their first bill through?
1: It hurts the GOP in the way that like now this wouldn't be a big deal if the cameras weren't on <laughs> right
0: the fact that the bill couldn't yeah. didn't couldn't pass
1: no because we we all knew this about the Republican party
0: that was that it,
1: there's been a schism in the Republican party since like 2010
0: okay so let's drill down to that that kind of layer then what what is the reality that the freedom caucus it's gonna have enough influence that they'll start pulling the GOP. In that their they're crazy and they did this all hostage. throughout
1: the. <laughs> they're crazy. They did this all throughout the Obama administration, and who would have thunk they're still doing it now?
0: So it's like thirty or forty people, generally tea partiers. Because let's dive into what the Freedom yeah, they is. they're not
1: really tea partiers anymore. Like a lot of those yeah, people got picked off.
0: Kind of transformed, yeah, and some um, of them are are starting to be bought by lobbyists. But it's about thirty or forty, and the Republicans don't have enough of a like traditional GOP majority in the house to get stuff through without them. Yeah. Um, so will Paul Ryan budge in the interest of showing that the majority GOP rule can get stuff through Budge in which direction Uh, making compromises toward whatever the freedom caucus says needs to happen in order for them to throw their support behind whatever bill is up at the time.
1: The problem is there's a dance there, right? Um, It's like it's a balancing act with the Republican Party, and it just shouldn't be because the Democratic Party, they vote in lockstep. Like people can shit talk Nancy Pelosi all they want, but if she says bend, they bend.
0: Yeah. Um, But they don't have a radical wing that's as radical as the Freedom Caucus.
1: Yeah. The Republican Party, when John Boehner said X, half of them said like X-ish. And the other said, no, screw that. Why? <laughs> so these divisions existed long before Paul Ryan got here, and they're going to exist long, bef- long after he he leaves. But it's a dance. So the more you play to the Freedom Caucus, the more you alienate moderate Republicans by putting them in danger because they're in Moderate districts or swing districts, right? centrist districts. So the the more right-wing—because every single time the Freedom Caucus went in to meet with Trump, they just got what they wanted. Right. Now you could sell shitty insurance. Right. right. Uh, there, there wasn't a requirement that in order to be deemed an insurance policy, it had to cover hospital visits. It didn't need to. It didn't need to have preventative care for breast cancer. It didn't need to have emergency care. It didn't need to have doctor's visits. What are you buying at that point? Right, right. That's like the general of of, right. of health insurance.
0: But that's but that's not their so so agenda, every single time right?
1: they did that. Well, that's the freedom caucus agenda. No, I'm saying
0: their agenda is not oriented towards getting people a quality product. It's toward increasing the profit and bottom line it's of insurers. It's getting the
1: government out of it, right? And a lot of them are doing it in principle. Right? They just believe that 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 the government shouldn't be involved. Yeah, with
0: within the Freedom Caucus and, for sure. But the GOP at large. That's
1: at least respectable, right? Because you can
0: Yeah, they're principled.
1: Yeah. At least they're staying true to their principles. These moderates. Yeah. Like The Freedom Caucus is gonna do what the Freedom Caucus is gonna do. They're not the same as the moderate Republicans. Now I say that hesitantly because there really is, like—there really are, like, two, two moderate Republicans left. Okay. And that would probably be—no, not even him. Just John McCain. Yeah. And he's he's a hawk on security issues. Sure. So—but the Freedom Caucus has always done this. They're going to keep doing this. Paul Ryan should have known that this was going to be the game that he had to play that week. Right. Right. Um,
0: Where does he go next then? Where does he take the party next?
1: Tax reform I guess like I <laughs> like, what what do they do now because tax reform is the is the cool big ticket item right that Trump wants to get to get to tax reform tax reform tax reform but that's not what Trump voters asked for Like they didn't go in on el- on election day and say you know what I want I want the Paul Ryan agenda. <laughs> I, I want whatever whatever Ryan's Priebus is having. Right. They did not over that. They voted for this like populist right wing shit show, and what they're going to get is Chamber of Commerce Republicanism, and that that does not compute. It just doesn't translate.
0: All right. So we already know Trump's out with carrying or giving a flying fuck about what the constituents want, what the voters want. But the next step, it sounds like, for at least the party, what they're going to put on the table next is tax reform. Um, how big is the divide between Ryan, Trump, and the Freedom Caucus and whatever combination you want to put it? What likelihood is it? What is the likelihood that they'll find consensus? <laughs> <laughs> if if of us no. could see my face, <laughs> they'd know. They, it is unlikely that that happens. All right, where's, what's the biggest divide between who and who?
1: It it still always comes down to congressional politics, which is good. Like I should be happy that.
0: Yeah. No, shit's you should dying as, in, in as a Democrat. You should be ecstatic. But it's just so
1: absurd.
0: Like. <laughs> All right, but to give the people who who are who have no information on where these three different groups stand on this tax. Reform issue What does the Freedom Caucus want That Paul Ryan's not going to be willing to give
1: They want exactly what Paul Ryan's Willing to give On on tax reform they are They are in
0: sync Okay so where's the divide Between Trump It's between
1: Trump And the Democrats Oddly enough uh, If Trump's tax bill is Extraordinarily favorable to uh, the final bracket on our current tax form, right? You know how there was both the Hillary Clinton plan, which included then a 40% group. Um, If it's favorable to the people that fell into those two sections of the 36 and the 40, right, it's going to be widely unpopular because there's only two ways you can pay for something like that. And their big ticket item that was going to pay for this, let's not forget, was getting rid of the ACA. So they don't have that.
0: They want to do this. Do they have to have it, though? Like, at this they, point, they, it, are we talking about a bill don't. that will get That's majority the, GOP support? The, the, the problem is that they don't. The Democrats can't stop a bill that has if majority GOP support. If
1: they, they, they can if it's not budget reconciliation. But they want to do it via budget reconciliation.
0: All right, uh, you got to explain that to me because so traditionally you can, I would think so the, you can pass the plans it, on the table. So
1: essentially they can pass it with 50 in the Senate. They, they will pass it in the House. They have enough to pass it in the House. There's no filibuster on a budget reconciliation.
0: All right, so it sounds like we're going to get Republican tax reform. But then here's this issue. <laughs> yes or no, do you agree? No.
1: I If they couldn't do health care, they can't do this.
0: But no, it seems to me it's really obvious why they couldn't do healthcare. There was a stark divide between what the Freedom Caucus was willing to compromise and the But the, what the, the, the divide rest is the same for
1: for uh, for tax reform.
0: But between but, if the divide's between the Republicans and the Democrats, the divide doesn't matter.
1: The divide is between the Republicans and the Democrats and Trump and the Freedom Caucus and the Republic. It's a very messy business. So the Freedom Caucus, if they could do a value added tax, if they could literally just create the most regressive tax policy possible, they would. Because they just want to ensure that social programs aren't funded. Right. Uh, they want to limit the size of government. That, the, the government, that's fine. That's their prerogative. But then there are moderate Republicans who have to vote for this. Right? And they're up in two years. Mm-hmm. So if they pass a draconian tax bill... They're gone because if there's one bad thing that came out of Trump being elected for the Republican Party above all else, it's that people are watching. People care. In any other year, it would – okay, well, first of all, the fact that they're passing tax reform or even considering actually doing a budget for the first time of like when I was in like diapers Yeah, yeah. Uh, would be – A big, big deal. Um, But outside of that, if if this wasn't – if the context wasn't Trump, because unfortunately he seeps into everything, people probably wouldn't care as much. But given the state of the union,
0: people will care. And right, there so will be consequences,
1: concrete consequences for So you're projecting to vote for an a similar
0: outcome as the proposal placement for the ACA because there'll be enough protest from the public to influence the moderate Republican vote to support whatever tax reform plan comes through.
1: Yeah, because a lot of these people have to cuz a lot of the people who came in on the Trump wave, like Brian Mast, my congressman, yeah, who was supposed to be here today, not at this show, but at the school. <laughs> uh, bailed. Where are you, Brian? But, uh, I'm going to have to reschedule. Yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, one of the more Breitbart-leaning uh, individuals. He came in on the Trump wave, right? People who voted for him and voted for Trump did not vote to ensure that Stephen Cohen pays less in taxes.
0: It's not what they voted for. But I wonder if they're going to be as outraged because this isn't something that hits their pocketbooks, right? The oh, it is. Replacement, no, not as directly. So if you're going to lose your health care, right, that's a punch in the gut, right? If you're not going to be able to go to the doctor or the hospital, that's a punch in the gut. The way in which people are going to lose money with, I guess, their proposed tax reform um, isn't as direct. is isn't going to hit their paycheck. I mean, it's more about tax cuts for the wealthy than it is about raising taxes on the poor how do you class. offset
1: tax for the wealthy when you not I don't think they care about Trumpcare? offsetting.
0: I don't think that's part of the plan. So, okay,
1: so here, here's what we're going to do. Because aren't, aren't the budget and Trump's tax reform f- two different things? Yes, but Trump's favorite thing to discuss is his proposed spending plan, right, that he had all throughout the campaign. Right. Rebuilding the bridges and roads and yada, yada, yada. It's civics 101 level stuff. Um he loved talking about it because he, he wants to make America great again. <laughs> but how do you do that and cut taxes? Like let's have a really, really basic discussion. like let's let's make two pools, okay? Here's tax revenue, and here's an increase in spending. If one goes down, the other has to go down, but Trump wants it to go up.
0: Well, so technically, we just do. Quantitative easing, whenever we want both to go up. But I understand your point completely, but especially that with the hasn't amount of debt worked. we have now. And the 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 Freedom Caucus will not get behind uh, additional increase, additional piling on of the national debt. That was a huge thing for the Tea Party and for the Freedom Caucus getting in from out of the Fed to. We've got so much debt and deficit that the country is pretty much already dead. You have to retract government spending. You have to try to get us back on the right track. I can't see them coming to terms on s- any type of tax reform that. That, like you said, doesn't decrease significantly government spending. He wants to put another $50 billion into defense. So it's got to be some sort of massive across-the-board cuts to spending to government agencies and programs that he couldn't give a flying fuck about, social programs. I mean, because to your point, like, he's going to have to balance it in some way.
1: Is he? <laughs> let, 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 let's be honest. Reagan didn't. Bush too didn't. Obama actually did try.
0: He tried. But one of the things I learned from working in government more than anything else is the easiest thing to do And by the is way, to we're money. gonna
1: peel away at that onion about what his like vague working in government <laughs> means. It's it's actually relatively interesting and we'll probably dedicate an episode down the line when we'll like something is happening. But just <laughs>
0: interjection (laughs) it's a foreshadowing of things to come um the hardest thing to do is take budget away the hardest thing to do is take money away it's 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 nearly impossible and and to what you were just talking about we've layered and layered and layered after administration after administration more spending and more debt on the country and really ultimately you and me the people because that's who is going to have to pay the bill yeah, and, and
1: Trump's it. spending is, is not actually as popul- like populist as you'd think. Very little of this stuff is out of the ordinary. Um, some of the things that he's proposed, like the hike in uh, military spending, it's going to be the same way it was in 2003. It's not going to the
0: soldiers. It's never going to trickle its way not. down there. Of course
1: No. The, he's, he's just going to buy a bunch of big-ticket items like— And that's not Trump. That's DOD.
0: That's that's the Department of Defense. They've been doing that for decades. The money never goes. But but that's that's a problem,
1: right? Because Trump ran on being like the working man's president, right? And there are working men in the military, right? The working man is the engineer, the soldier, the support trooper, the the yeah the like the men and women that are that are the lifeblood. Of that institution of the military Mm -hmm. Whatever it now Encompasses (laughs) whatever we ask Of it at this point um, It It doesn't seem like it's going to go To Making the lives better for the Forgotten
0: man no I mean make no Be be not confused It won't go uh, to defense contractors It will go to big, big Budget military defense projects Um it will not go to frontline soldiers. And there's a whole separate conversation there on where that money should go and what programs we should be spending on. But the takeaway for the kind of the conversation we're having, what's the likelihood that the GOP is going to go 0 for 2 they oh, propose if legislation? If they go 0 for 2, it's over.
1: Like, you can't, you can't fail twice with both houses of Congress and the executive branch. That would be embarrassing. I mean, it's already embarrassing that they can't do it. <laughs> like, it's clear they're not a cohesive governing body, but, like— it would be beyond the pale to see the GOP fail to pass pretty paltry health care. Like, yeah. it, it's not – okay, it's unpopular because it repealed Obamacare, right? And it's also unpopular because it was like – can I say it, it was shitty Obamacare? Can I call it shitty Obamacare?
0: No, because the whole funding uh – Model the lack of an individual mandate. I mean, they were worlds apart. No, the idea you, know, but, that you but they wanted to achieve credits. all of the
1: cool stuff of Obamacare, like the you're, some of it. You're 26 and you're still on your parents' plan. Uh, you have a pre-existing condition. You're not barred from receiving this service.
0: Yeah, no, I think it was just a shitty return to pro-provider healthcare, rather right? they yeah, didn't prioritize it. Like
1: that's not a hard bill to pass. I, I still really don't understand. Like it didn't screw with Americans enough
0: for the Freedom Caucus to like it. The, and, I'm surprised and, that you are surprised that they couldn't pass that.
1: I, I'm surprised that that the Freedom Caucus is so short-sighted that they didn't see that this could just be an opening for them, right? Because they could pass AHCA reform four years down the line. So if I was a Republican, I'd say, well, let's not let the— uh, well, it would have died in the Senate, but let's talk about the House. Um, if I was a Freedom Caucus member, I'd say let's not let the imperfect be the enemy of the good, right? So let's. Yeah, take but that's this not the Freedom Caucus.
0: That's w- not in any way, shape, or form of who they are. They're completely hardline. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> it's so weird, right? Because their government in action used to be an attempt to sort of stop the government, right? But now their inaction is enabling government to continue to operate, <laughs> right? They're they're upholding the status quo, and for once, the status quo is actually desirable. It's <laughs> well, so weird, right? Because like they their whole purpose was I'm gonna shut down Washington, right? And that's unfair sure. because not all Freedom Caucus members are from the south. Uh, a lot of them <laughs> are most. Actually, a lot of them aren't, and they're also real assholes. So I'm going to keep this Northeastern accent for that. Um, But just this once, the tactic that they utilized is benefiting Democrats. Like, who would have thought that this is the world that we're in? That the Freedom Caucus kamikaze piloting into, like, the carrier that is— the AHCA is what saved the Democratic Party's achievement.
0: Yeah, I I separate from their politics Strange actually. view them as um, the group that holds to their principles enough that they're actually representing uh, what I think we need more of in Washington. Oh or yeah, no, people that I, are I, would never, a, I would never I would never don't see it as,
1: for holding an I for having an ideology. See, I think that's, that's an issue, and we'll have our, our liberalism critique episode. We, we really should, uh, especially now. Um, but let me just leave like a nugget on the floor here, like a little gold nugget. Okay. Uh, it's not gold. It's, it's like bronze if we're lucky. Um, <laughs> people are allowed to have an opinion as long as they stay true to those convictions. Right, and at least these people are doing it out of principle and not out of politics. Yeah, sure. And in a t- sick and twisted sense, that's refreshing.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: like, uh, it,
0: right, so what, what agenda is driving them? It's their their personal agenda. Their, well, that, that
1: also in the fact that a lot of them are
0: friends of the industry. But Are you okay over there?
1: Yeah, it's just I'm dying. You sound i constipated. I, I just can't believe that <laughs> they failed to pass. What would be? I'm not surprised at all. That thing was not passable. Easy, Anyways, we
0: need to get off this elliptical. Paul matter. Ryan's it starting to sweat. They, they could pass. Kind of the, smelly. The,
1: they could pass the Chuck Schumer's mom sucks. No, the reason six, that bill six, didn't six, pass had excellent.
0: nothing to do with like the party. The bill was a pile of shit. No, that but, in, but they could enraged sh- America. Given
1: the fact that Republicans have both the House. And the Senate, and the and then beyond that, the White House, they should literally be able to pass shit.
0: Well, they should, but they haven't been able to, and so. And
1: then that just that's just that doesn't mean I support the legislation, and I I think that's where uh, you and I sort of had a disconnect.
0: No, they, I understand you don't support the given legislation. Their
1: posi- given their position, like legislatively, they should literally be able to pass shit.
0: Not with the Freedom Caucus. Like, the reality of what the GOP looks like right now, they shouldn't be able to. They have to find— This, this shit is not shitty enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, but, like, that's essentially so, what it was. All right. So, whatever. Like, the GOP has a fundamental problem with a, a big enough uh, click in their party uh, is, is in disagreement with the broader GOP strategy. And so they're going to have to deal with that moving forward. They're 0 for 1 because of it. We'll see if they'll become 0 for 2 because of it. Because that's what's up next. They've got to put something forward. I'm not a betting man, but
1: uh, (laughs) I'm I'm going for 0 for 2. I'll put some money on the table. All right. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so off the elliptical. Yeah, off the elliptical. I'm uh, sorry. It ain't so deep. I like this segment because really at the end of the day, while Will and I may rail against what's going on in this country, I think it's really important to acknowledge the fact that Uh, It's not as dire as the world wants to tell you. The quote-unquote mainstream media. Oh, God, here we go. make it sound like the the sky is falling. But there's a lot of positive uh, coming out of this last two months. It's been three months now, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I I was – like I had this epiphany like November 13th. I – I think I just screamed at the top of my lungs. I wish it was March <laughs> because I thought that at that point, like we'd be so deep into it that I'd be used to it and that I wouldn't care yeah. anymore. We're getting there. Uh, I'm I'm kind of getting worn down, but I'm, there's it's, always
0: something new. It's interesting to, to me. me. I, I've i lost the patience to this have the conversations good, with liberals that are just consumed by anger and shock. Like none of this surprised me. Yeah. So I'm, like I'm more interested in the conversations well, about I'm,
1: I'm shocked about other things. Like I'm just shocked at the ineptitude of the Republicans. <laughs> like I, I'm just I'm just shocked at that. But uh yeah. I, like I'm not shocked that they won. I'm not shocked that that this is what they're doing. I mean, like what do you expect when Republicans have control of the legislature and the executive branch, this is what we see. When Democrats have control, we see kind of the opposite, usually—like, there's a lot of consensus on the Hill. Like, we we have kind of framed it throughout this episode that it's like they're killing each other on the floor of, of Congress, but there are a lot of things that they probably agree on. It's just not what's happening right now. Um, but yeah, it, it's not so deep. I think this is a—right now, this is a good stress test of the yeah. Constitution, because— The Constitution cannot be so fragile that it requires a man of the integrity of Barack Obama to be in the White House. It needs to be able to withstand John Adams and Donald Trump. Yep. Right. So there's
0: more in that construct that that stands to protect people despite who's in office from all the various institutions, the judicial system.
1: It's just they're doing these big things up front, right? But a lot of this, it doesn't affect people directly at the end of the day. A lot of what? A lot of what the White House does will not affect people directly at all.
0: Well, I mean, so it depends on whether or not it passes. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking are... about the
1: day-to-day interactions that the White House has with other heads of state— uh, right, 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 right. These things, yeah. w- while embarrassing, sure, they're not going to have a direct impact on your life. Chill uh, out. Laugh it off. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So when uh, you see something on the news that says, you know, talks about a, a failed visit from, from Germany and, and, and Merkel, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and
1: let's also remember that we're a country of like 300 million people. Sure. And – as much as we'd like to think that the president is a representation of that, sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't.
0: Yeah, he's pretty far off. Uh, he's a representative of a very small percentage. But um, continuing on the positive note, like I, I'm really impressed with, and I'm glad we're having the opportunity to see it in action, the fact that the travel ban gets uh, reversed twice based on uh, it's being weighed on its merits in a court of law. Merits or lack of merit. Uh, And every time it's failed. And so we can look to that institution and be proud of the fact that the way it's constructed, prevented someone that a lot of people would call a despot, pushing his agenda I
1: You and I are about to to fight. (laughs) Because, see, I I have a different different viewpoint. I agree with you that— I thought this was supposed to be not so deep. I I know, I know. Are you trying to make it deep when it's not? It doesn't have to be. You know what? It doesn't have to be deep. (laughs) The point that I'm going to make about the courts, though, is that the president does have the right to regulate— who comes in and out of the country if he believes that there's a security interest in doing so. Um, But the way that they did this is forcing judges to make decisions about the powers of the executive branch, and that could actually be pretty detrimental. We're forcing federal judges to essentially act like adults, like the adults in the car.
0: But see, I don't have the— I understand the slippery slope argument, and I generally hate it. I think it's a terrible excuse for actually dealing with the the moment.
1: It is a fallacy, but let's – like we'll take two minutes to – let's carve out two minutes to to just (laughs) discuss this. So the issue is if they keep issuing like haphazard, half-assed executive orders about – on immigration – they're forcing these courts to act. Right? Because To do their job. Let's say yeah, but let's say that Trump issued the second immigration ban first and it never lined it with the rhetoric about Islam or if,
0: if, if Rudy never went on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. And,
1: and Trump had never said like until we figure out what the hell is going sure. on. If if that had never happened, this would have probably not been a problem. The second one would have probably not been a problem. It would have been a shame, but it probably would have not been a problem, like an issue.
0: Yeah, but it did happen. Like, so
1: yeah, no, no, but all those things did occur, and yeah. which is why we're essentially forcing You're such a cynic. these courts <laughs> to limit the powers of the executive branch because so, the person holding office is so yeah, prevalent. Yeah, this is but, what I've said to— But isn't it so cool to watch this stuff happen?
0: Yeah, it's phenomenal. And I told people— Look, Trump and his administration are incredibly transparent in their motivations, uh, in their agenda, and just quite frankly how they continue to trip and fall over themselves at every step of the way. What you really need to be worried about, and we're not in this moment, is someone who is skillful, who has the same agenda. Someone who is politically skilled. Someone who can put a bill through an executive order that's worded in a way that achieves its goals but doesn't uh, trigger... Uh it being contested in the courts.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think there's anybody in there that can do that. I mean people keep talking about how like Jared Kushner is like such a great person. Cool. Like <laughs> what what <laughs> political experience does he have? Real estate isn't even really a like a business it's
0: No, no it's it's he doesn't
1: really have like I'm sure he's an educated guy. I'm sure. But I wouldn't want just any educated individual to be sitting next to the president. It's just odd. It's just odd. But it's not that deep because no, th- it's they're just not. testing the metal of our institutions. And our institutions are holding up just fine.
0: Yeah, they're working great. And I think everyone should be happy for that. And I think when we come out of this in four years, I think everyone will have a, a much better – personal appreciation for that uh, age-old quote that while it's a terrible form of government, it's the least terrible form of government yeah, that we have. And it does its job. It does right? its job. It prevents one man from derailing the country yeah. and subjecting the country to whatever his individual will may be. So it's good. So we should be happy for that. At the
1: end of the day, the Constitution is the one with all the authority. Yeah. And with that... <laughs> let's close out the okay. first episode of With Zero Authority. It's we been pre- an honor.
0: Yeah, yeah, we appreciate everyone listening in. um We'll be doing this once a week. We think. Yeah, let's we'll see how let's it goes. Definitely try to do that. We'll uh, bounce this around. This might be the last one we ever do. You might never hear this again. This <laughs> might never go anywhere. but At the end uh, of the day, we hope that you find it interesting. If so, interesting enough. You know, subscribe. Let us know. Tell some friends. And we'll keep going. We'll keep using this format. We'll keep being the, uh, the average Joes pretending they know a, a single thing about politics.
1: This has been With Zero Authority. Thanks, everyone.